This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good evening, how the devil are you all? Welcome along. We're back, we're back on the main channel. Uh, many, many thanks to uh, Brad and LTID TV2, the quiz channel for hosting us last week while I was uh, getting my bottom slapped by YouTube for being naughty again. Look, I was I was off the naughty step for 24 hours. For me, that's doing well. Um, quick question before we start. 
Has anybody else noticed that uh, Leicester City are a bit desperate uh, to be selling things? I am getting an email every two days saying, "You looked at this? Do you?" Because I just bought obviously the the the, the second uh, the the way strip. And they are sending me emails every one or two days saying, do I want to buy this? Do I want to buy that? I don't know if they've got a new boss in that department, but bloody hell, back off, guys. Back off. Um, but welcome along. This is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for joining us, um, whether you be watching on YouTube or listening on your favourite podcast platform. Thank you for lending me your eyes or your ears, whichever way. If you are watching, please do join in. With the chat, keep it respectful. Uh, it is the debate show, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through set topics. So any questions that you ask during those topics, if they're not on that particular topic, we'll get annoyed. We may then come to your question on another topic later. If you if we do, then repost it or save it right until the end, because Kate will have gone by then. But no, save it until the end, and uh, we're going to have sort of a, a Q&A session for the panel, so you any general questions on that. But look, we are all over social media, which is there going along the bottom, so if you have a look at my bottom, you'll uh, it might crack you up. Boom, boom. Oh, we've got two jokes for one there. What can I say? <laughs> Welcome along. Thank you for joining us. Um, we've got a lot to get through today, so let's get started. And let me bring my guests in. Um, I think Brad is just about in position. He was on his side a minute ago. Don't ask what he's doing. Brad, good evening, sir. How are you? Are you muted? My fat thumb wanted to press a button. I thought I'd keep you all in suspense. Yeah, I'm well, mate. I'm very happy. It's not live. They won't know. Let's tell you. Good evening, Brad. How are you? Uh, I, I'm good evening, Chris. Uh, take two, as we'd say. Yeah, I'm I'm very good. It's it's a bit weird. A weekend's gone by. Leicester played a game, and I'm not depressed. So uh, it makes for a nice change this weekend. It does. It does well. You you know, somebody who's not depressed because I mean she's denying it, but she's she's here, but she's got to leave early because she's on a promise. I don't know what that is a promise of, uh, and I'm I'm too much of a gentleman to ask a lady. Uh, but hello, good evening, Kate. Welcome. Good evening. You're not too much of a gentleman to imply, though, are you? Hey, hey the, well, what what can I say? Implying <laughs> and what you mean are two different things. Absolutely. You could be on a promise to take the dog for a walk. You could be on a promise <laughs> to, to clean your freezer. I don't know. I don't know. Now, you've got work to do, haven't you? So I have indeed. Unfortunately, yeah. so we will, we'll quickly say a few hellos just to get going. Um, uh, Highfields is in. Good evening, Highfield. And John is in as well. Two members. Welcome along. Thank you very much. If you want to join them and become members, uh, it's one ninety nine a month. Uh, you do get a chance to come on the show, take part in quizzes, uh, and we will be having a show uh, very, very well towards the end of the month, the first show, just where only members can actually join in the conversation. Uh, Luke is in. Good evening, Luke. I'm well. Are you... Facebook user, you need to stick your name at the end. If you're not going to sign in, which is all you're going to do is click, it's free. You don't have to download anything. If you can't be bothered to do that and you don't stick your name at the end, I can't be bothered to read you out. Richard's in, Big Cox, good evening. How are you, sir? Um, hope you are well. Um, well yeah, your, your little baby's 16 now. Oh. And how's Jake? Is he well as well? Um, John says, oh, no, dad jokes. Hey, look. <laughs> 
you know me. If there's a dad joke to be had, I will I will say it. And Spencer, another member is in. Good evening, Spencer. How are you? Right. Um, and John just wants to say hi, Brad and Kate as well. Hi, so, John. Yeah, he makes them feel welcome. If people can say hello to them, he's like, you know, we don't we don't have this like, like do not feed the animals or anything like that. You can say hello to them. <laughs> they don't bite. Well, I don't know about Brad. I know Kate does, but I'm not sure about Brad. But uh, let, let's get on. Look, has anybody, have you been watching the, um, the the football, the World Cup at all, um, Brad and Kate? Yeah, a little um, bit. I've caught it as and when I can. I did plan to watch more of it, but it's there's, there's a problem, and, and that problem is my sleep pattern. I, I, I'm asleep when some of the games go on at 10 o'clock in the morning, so I'm... Forever checking the BBC to catch up with it, I'll be honest with you. I know England had a very feisty game today, um, mm. but it's been a bit of a struggle for me with my sleeping arrangement at the moment. In, in other words, folk, I'll put that into English for you. He's a lazy bastard who doesn't get up till the afternoon. <laughs> no, that's not true. I just don't go to bed till six o'clock in the morning. No, we've had many a, a 2 a.m. conversation. Don't ask me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't ask. You don't want to know. Did you see the game today, Kate? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, I saw and I saw the penalties as well. Yeah, I, I well, I caught, I caught the uh, the last, the end of the second half and the sending off because I was doing, I was doing the day job this morning, so it does clash, unfortunately, for me a little bit as well. Uh, I then went out to get um, to get a haircut because my son's getting married, so I thought well, I better look reasonably smart for that at the weekend. And I sat there, and they'd got it on the telly, and I was watching that the 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 end and the the the, the uh, extra time. And then by the time I'd finished that, and I'd got out, and I was walking out, I could actually watch the end of the penalties on my um, on my phone. So I caught bits of it. Um, a bit of a Beckham like uh, moment from James. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. Just a bit of um, just a bit of a reckless moment, wasn't it? Really. There was quite a lot of feistiness all game, I think. And it's just one of them. It's She's human, isn't she? She makes that kind of error and she'll be absolutely gutted, I'm sure. Is it the rest of the tournament that she misses now, I presume? Well, she misses one game okay. unless FIFA decide that it was bad enough to miss more. So FIFA can extend yeah. it. Now, we know how much FIFA love England, so they won't do that. But <laughs> not. Um, yeah, but, moment of madness, just one of them. It's just a pity it's our best player. It is. And I mean, she had only just come back, hadn't she, as well? Um, I just. It wasn't our best game, was it? We, we didn't look good at all. No. No, but, but minus one group stage game, was it 7 1? We beat China. We've not really looked great, but the thing is. The, the, the one thing you can always say about international football, no matter its level, is England are a t play like a team that just seem to do whatever whatever's necessary by hook or by crook to win it. And they always say about the best teams or the consistent teams that win these tournaments is they're slow to start. They might look, look brilliant, but they'll always find a way to win. And you can put it down and, 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 and call it sluggish if you like, who went through to the next round. I'm telling you, England fans will be a lot happier than Nigerian fans at the end result. And and that's what we've become accustomed to with England, isn't it? They, you know, they had that amazing, what was it, 50-something game on beaten run before they lost a pointless friendly. Um, you know, they obviously won the last 
major tournament as well. So it might not be pretty, but it's pretty good when they get through and not go out. You need that. You need that bit of luck. We know that. In, you know that is tournament football for you. Um, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't have it on because obviously I, I got the. Ra- I was doing the radio show, so I couldn't pick up the sound. But I was looking at the stats, and they actually like eleven shots before we had a shot on target. And of course, they had. Now I thought it was Ashley Plumtree here that used to play for Leicester, but apparently that's not her name, is it not? Uh, it's Plumtree. Plumtree. I thought the same as me, but it's pronounced really weird. Because on Google it's spelt Plumtree, but so I was oh. thinking that oh, I won't mind if she scored as long as we score too. Well, she's left Leicester now. Yeah, I know. Uh, she's still, yeah. she's, look, you, know, you can take the girl out of Leicester, but you can't take Leicester out of the girl, can you, Kate? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but I mean, let's have a look. I mean, it, it's falling in place for us, isn't it? I mean, yes, we put six past China. Uh, but let's have a look. I mean, it's Italy are out. Uh, all right, Sweden are through. Uh, oh, no, they're not. I think Sweden are out now, aren't they? Um, but let's have a look. I mean, out of the groups went New Zealand and Philippines, uh, Canada, Ireland, no, nobody yet, Zambia, Costa Rica, China, Haiti, Portugal, Vietnam. Now, Brazil went out, which was a, a huge surprise, with France and Jamaica going through. So that was the big surprise of the group stage. Italy went out, uh, and Germany went out at the group stage as well to Morocco. And I thought I was watching the World Cup then, not the uh, the men's World Cup, not the women's. Uh, so the big names are falling, Kate, and then the USA are out. Yeah, they went out on penalties. Um, let's have a look. I mean, Denmark are out uh, with Australia beating them today. Um, I mean, on our side of the group, there's no reason. We should be able to win this now, shouldn't we? Yes, but we all know that what happens on paper doesn't happen on the pitch, does it? I mean, the penalties today, we got out of jail with that today. I don't know, it's just inherent English mentality. But, yeah, on paper, you'd like to think we'd do well. We've actually got experience of winning a major tournament, haven't we, now? The girls have. So, um, Mm. just looking at the fixtures here. So, Colombia or Jamaica is who we're facing. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Are, they, are either of them particularly big in women's football? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, no, it's it's a little bit different than than it is to the men's because yes. you've got the USA are one of the top sides. Canada traditionally are actually quite a, a formidable um, team in there. Mm. Germany are up there, but Italy aren't. Um, they they weren't in um, in the top ten as a recent. So there's still a mix of good teams, but Jamaica, um, I think they only just qualified for this one. It's like their first time they made it, so I don't think they've had a mark to make. Um, so you'd imagine, even though they kind of lacklustered the way to a 1-0 win over Houty, that England would be very happy with the outcome of On who they've got. On side of the group, apparently, we there's no reason why they were saying earlier we shouldn't make it. Well, um, how, how but... easy do England always get it? Seems at least that's equal throughout. I mean, it would be interesting, uh, and Kate, in this in this world of everything's got to be equal and what have you, that if the women's football not only have they won the Euros before the men's, but if they if they if they won the, another World Cup before the men's, it would be uh, it would be just showing it to the men, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely, showing them how it's done. I mean, maybe, I, it's, maybe it's actually to do with the female coaching rather than female players so much, which is quite an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, she, we have. She is a great coach. We know she's done it with Netherlands, and you know, she. 
she didn't panic, did she, when, when James got sent off? I think she knew it was going to happen. When the referee goes over to the, to the, to the monitor, you know that the chances are you're off, you know. Yeah, and it's that's a pointless situation. pantomime, isn't it, really, yeah. when they go to the camera? But she'd got two substitutions lined up. She made one sit down. Um, and, I mean, Chloe Kelly, what would we do without her? Yeah, phenomenal, oh, absolutely phenomenal. You know. Always pulls it out. Yeah, pulled it indeed, indeed. Right, well, look, that, that's England. I'm, I'm, I'm getting reasonably excited now. You know, once we get to this stage, quarterfinals, then you know we're going, we're going to win it, aren't we? We're going to be singing <laughs> it's coming home anytime, anytime. John, just read the banner going across the bottom, if you would, um, and uh, because we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it later. If you want to ask it when we get to the Q and A session, uh, otherwise we'll, we'll get it. It will get forgotten. Okay, um, Foxes apparently, uh, Brad, I uh, don't know whether you, you saw this in the morning's paper or it would change news by the time you woke up. Uh, Foxes made a £5 million bid for Galatasaray winger, oh, here we go, Eunice Akgun. Yeah, I did I did see it. Um, it's, it. It's a weird one, but it, it's... It's... I don't know the wording they've used with it. You'll have to clarify for me whether it means we have to or we we don't because it's some weird deal that we'll see him initially come on loan with us obligated to pay the six million euros, which is five million. So that reminds me of a certain um, two or three players we've had through the door where it's a loan with an option. I think obligated means we have to pay at the end, which then kind of makes us think, well, why is he on loan if we're going to have to pay it anyway? I, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's in case, maybe it's just to help the wage structure or something and, and we can't afford it at the moment. But I, I, I wouldn't understand why we couldn't, if why, why are we loaning him if we, and, and then well, no, say we're going to buy him? Exactly. I mean, Kate, I mean, Malvidi, Malvidi, oh God, get my teeth in, Malvidi, um, we just went out and bought him. Uh, yeah. We know what happens with loans. You know, they come in. And let's be honest, if you've come in on loan, to my, to my mind, if I was a loan player and suddenly I'm not getting picked, I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Because I know at the end of the loan, I'll be going back, I've still got a job back at my parent club. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. I wonder how, when it says obligation to buy, is that just one way? Or does it well, work both ways? Like, if doesn't want it, or if there's if you get they get injured, um, I don't really understand. Like, who's responsible for the player? In yeah, because I'm understanding the word obligated means you're obliged to pay that fee if you want him, sort of yeah. thing. So maybe it's something that's agree uh, agreed between the clubs that Leicester have maybe said, look, we haven't shifted as much as our wage bills was hoping. We can pay 60, 70, or whatever percent this season, but next season all things going well, we'll get parachute payments or whatever. We can get our wage structure and we'll just take him for the six million. And they've gone, okay, then if that's the way we have to get around it, that's the, the way we'll do it. payments we get next year. We'll yeah, sorry, that's yeah. the 110 million we got for finishing 18th this year. True. Well, yeah. maybe there'll be a few players that they're waiting for their end of contract to leave that won't sign a new deal sort of thing if we can't get rid of them. And maybe it's just, maybe Leicester just playing it safe. We're, I talking, saw that from Spencer. we're talking FFP reasons here, Spencer, and I'm interested to see what you think, Kate. We, surely we haven't got a problem with FFP, because 
that was the problem last season that we were trying to stick to FFP and we couldn't bring in we didn't bring anybody in because of that. All right, it backfired because we didn't it wouldn't have mattered anyway because we went down. But we have got rid of was it ten odd players? Now those that were on that like the the uh, Amartis, the Mendes, they were gonna be on I would say probably sixty plus grand a week. Now these players we're bringing in probably aren't going to be on that at this point. So, and we certainly haven't taken in as many as we've let go. We're in a minus position on that. So, surely wage bill and FFP, it shouldn't be a problem. No, but with the relegation, I presume because it's based on turnover, um, the turnover of the club's going to plummet quite a lot because the TV revenue will be less. Uh, we've got the parachute payments, just everything that's attached to the Premier League in terms of rights and, and just general commercial side of things is going to have dropped down to the next level. So there may be a proportionate reduction, which means you can be similarly in an FFP situation. I was talking to a friend yesterday and we've still got quite a high wage bill, you know, with the likes of Castagne, if he's not going to feature and players like that. So it'll be interesting. I don't know how the rules are affected in the championship, whether it's the same rules you have to stick to. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure how it works. I mean, well, imagine, you've got to balance the books, but obviously we have got that huge amount coming in, Brad, from, let's say, 110 million from finishing um, 18th, uh, even though we went down. But I'm just, just reading out what it says here. Now, this is actually on... Uh, it's, not in the, it's not on the Mercury. It's on TurkishFootball.com. Uh, uh, a guy that's written it, journalist Nevzat... Dinar, well done, Chris, uh, who writes for Milliet uh, and is known for his close ties to Galatasaray. It says, Nantes and Bordeaux have both offered a one million loan deal with an option to buy for the second year with five million and 4.5 million, respectively. Um, she didn't say whether less, that's Leicester as well. Um, he's just saying there, Leicester have made. An offer. But I'm looking at the last season for Galatasaray. He scored one goal and made four assists in 25 league appearances. He's not exactly setting the world alight, is he? No, no it's, it's, it doesn't seem that. That's what I mean. I thought, oh, well, I'm not going to curse Leicester for signing someone I don't know. Not just because I don't really follow the leagues that outside of England, but you never know. We've signed some world-class players I mean um, but you look at that record and you think um, can I have Chengas on the back because at least he got he got more than that at Leicester than, than that bloke so I don't understand it but we don't know I mean I, I would say we do need to strengthen the depth in that area but one goal on four assists in 25 with the greatest of respect in the Turkish league yeah, I think I think us three could go out there and get that in one game at some point with some of the teams out there. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you've not seen me. In a I mean, I, I, I'd at least demolish a Turkish kebab. That's about <laughs> as good as I'd probably get. But still, I, I make I make Gaffer Taylor Fetcher look like uh, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> 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 um, I'm trying to think who was the who's the was it? It wasn't Babybrook, was it? Who played on the wing against um, Coventry? Right, uh, Mackettee, you were there. Uh, we will come on to the game in more detail in a second, but just quickly on that point, Kate, you were there. Do we, you know, do we, I mean, yes, I suppose we need cover, but 
I would have thought, looking at him and the sort of game he had, I thought he had quite a good game. Yeah, he had a really good game. Yeah, for his debut, it must have been pretty nerve-wracking for him. Home debut, big derby, big first game. Um, I thought he held his own really well. I thought he could have done more. I thought there was parts of the game where he went out of the action a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, he fitted in comfortably, didn't he? He didn't look like a newbie or a youngster. He, Yeah, he definitely held his own. Hopefully, we'll see him grow a bit more as the games go on, really. Yeah. We've got all uh, Brighton, I suppose, haven't we, for cover? Yes, well, exactly, yeah. So, uh, I, I, well, I'll say we need a we got goal straw. I don't know. I mean, um, Kim and Jules, the whole bad link to Liverpool. Oh, I like Lincoln sod off, can't it? Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening. We've got hold of some of our half-decent players. We can't get... We can't, Start literally from a, a whole brand new eleven, yeah. can we? Unless he called Nottingham Forest. No, well, I mean, th- let, let's look at the facts, right? If you if have a one-way player, they're usually not making a team sheet entirely, or they're making the bench just to fill the numbers. And the only player, uh, well, technically there's been two, but the only player that's very predominant in the sounds that he also wants away as well as clubs want him is Castagne. Kieran Jewsby Hall has done at least five, if not five or more press conferences since the start of the season. He's clearly the new Madison of the of the group. He's the one that's going to get the media light. And are you telling me the way he celebrated his goals? He's thinking, oh, I hope Liverpool come in and bid for me. Oh, I hope Manchester United get me team back up with Slabhead. No, he's not going anywhere. Liverpool could shove off. I can take a long walk of a short pier, as I say, in terms of Kieran Dewsbury Hall, because he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um, Kate, I'll come to you first with this one, because I do want to get Brad's thoughts from after what you said at the, 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 before we came live. Uh, but the other news is, and, and I, I guess this has got a bit of legs, because it hasn't been starting since uh, Enzo's come in, Sutar's could be off to rejoin uh, Belend at um, at Celtic. I mean, apparently they are struggling and they are looking for a centre back. So are we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not a headline I want to be reading, really, especially when we had Vestergaard in um, yesterday. That was really disappointing, and he nearly cost us a couple of times. Um, I'm gutted that. For Suter, that Enzo doesn't favour him over Vestergaard. I, I think 99% of people would favour Suter. But if I was him and that's going to be the future, Enzo's not going to be going anywhere for at least a couple of seasons. And you've got to think selfishly, haven't you? It's, it would be mm. sort of pointless signing for us. I don't know how much he's on a week. Um, but I would ne- I would not challenge him at all. You've got, to, you've got to go and play football while your career is as short as it is. But it'd be really disappointing because I cannot... I cannot bear to watch Yannick. It's painful and scary. <laughs> well, it's Carl Starfelt at Celtic who is uh, on a move to Celta Vigo. Uh, that looks set to go through. So that will leave Rogers short at the back. Uh, obviously, something that Vestergaard is. Manuel Marty, let him pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, I've got to take. I mean, Kate was there. Um, we weren't. I was only watching it on, on telly. He does seem to like what uh, Vestergaard offers. But Sutar, I mean, you know, he's gone from Stoke to a Premier League club. That Premier League club thing got relegated. 
Uh, and he's now in the worst position in the same league that he was in with his new club because he, he was being picked before it spoke. You can't... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, me and Kate are in the same fan club when it comes to Vestergaard, so I understand Kate's pain. Uh, uh, talking about him, but I think that's we. I think we all know deep down if Connor Cody didn't get injured, that he, that's his role. That's what he'll do for us in the team when he gets in. But in terms of Sutar, may I just remind people this guy was suddenly too tired to play more than a game a week when he's been playing three games a week in the championship. I think the second he probably grumbled at Leicester and probably knew that Brandon was out the door, he couldn't be bothered. I think he was what you literally, you know, you know, um, and I'll bring this player up before you get a chance to mention it. A certain Junior Lewis followed um, Peter Taylor wherever he went, you know, like marrying a little lamb. Well, it feels like Sutol was purely joined Leicester to play under Brendan. And the second that went, he never made the team except for once. And then embarrassingly, Dean Smith had to come out and say, oh, he's too tired to play. That, that, to me, just stinks. And do you know what? Get him gone. I don't want him. Not interested. If that's his attitude, if that's the reason you sign purely on one manager, I don't have any sympathy for him. I really don't. Brendan, come and get him. Come and, and pay his £17 million for him. what you're saying there, Brad. But, Kate, is the manager not a big influence on, on why you go to clubs? Yeah, absolutely. But it's, all, it's also a massive reason why you leave clubs, isn't it? So... Yeah, I mean, Brendan brought Suta, Scottish football, going home. I can see it happening, definitely, if they give us the right money. But it's whether they'll give us the right money, because we don't budge on things like that. Got a long time left on his contract, hasn't he? Yeah, but to me, I don't think it was a... It wasn't a Brendan signing in the same way that Perez or Vestergaard was. Uh, I mean, he did come through uh, Martin Glover, and you know the the uh, recruitment team, but when you got as Brad as you said, Dean Smith's looking at him going, something not quite right there, and Enzo's looking at him going like, mm, there's something not quite right there. As much as us crowd, you know, much as us fans, you know, prefer to have him there rather than Vestergaard, it's the managers that are dealing with him day in day out. Yeah, exactly. And look, whether me and Kate, and we don't, but whether we like it or not, Vestergaard's clearly listened to the manager, whether he he said in in so many words, basically, new manager, new start for everybody. I don't care how you were under the old regime. You're my players now. I'm going to look at you with fresh eyes. Why hasn't he stepped up a gear? Why hasn't he seen that as a chance to go, okay, I'm gutted that the guy who brought me here didn't go. Because let's face it, it ain't like it was Martin O'Neill days. You know, I understood when the likes of Lennon and Guppy and all that left when, when O'Neill went Celtic. Totally can understand that sort of thing. The guy was barely here five minutes as a player. So it ain't like he was with Brendan for four years. So I don't understand why. That tells you a lot about the player's attitude and ego when he's clearly down tools, Chris. Like you said, he didn't bother with, with Brendan 2.0, a.k.a. Adam Sadler. He didn't bother to show any interest to David Smith, to the point that John Terry went, why the hell is Soyuncu training with the under-23s? When clearly, obviously saying, this dipshit can't play football or whatever, or showing nothing, you know? Um, and now Enzo, who gives him a clean slate, he's getting picked over Vestergaard because Vestergaard's clearly showing more about him. 
I mean, to me, if that's what I'm seeing from a fan's perspective, looking at it from the outside in, see you later, Suter. I don't care if you're Celtic, Southampton or uh, Queen of the South. If that's his attitude, that to the point that Vestergaard's looking like a more viable option, <laughs> see, it's like getting, it's like getting, it was like someone getting dropped for Perez when you're clearly not good enough, in my opinion, to play for us, or you're not showing the right attitude. So, are all us fans too easily swayed? I mean, are we looking at Sutar and going, this is Maguire number two? And in a good or a bad way? Well, in a, in a, you know, we, I mean, look, you know, he, he's sort of... I don't think Manu will pay £80 million for him. <laughs> plays in a similar way. Um, uh, and, well, you know, yeah. uh, taking against, I mean... Uh, uh, Danilo says here, if Enzo sees something in Vestergaard, I will trust Vestergaard, even though Vestergaard is not the way forward. I trust Enzo. I mean, surely, you know, it, he sees something in Vestergaard that we don't see. And as much as Brendan had every right, and if it's Brendan said to, 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 to Kagler, look, you shouldn't have done that interview. I'm sorry, go off and, and train, because it could have been disruptive to the, to the, to the camp. Then it can just be the same with saying Vestergaard putting the effort in. Yeah, I think we had this case with Amati as well, didn't we? I, can't, I think Brendan mm. said that Amati was turning up for training every day and being really nice to everybody, and he was a pleasure to work with. But it's not what wins football matches. I really struggle with that concept. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely trusting Enzo. I'm not slagging him off for picking Vestergaard. I, I'm just a bit bewildered as to why he. He has picked him because Suter hasn't really done a lot wrong. He's not absolutely brilliant, don't get me wrong. I think he's still very much in the brackets of a panic buy for us because we were desperate mm. for something and somebody who was cheap enough. Um, and we had to go and rummage around Stoke to find that player. Um, but yeah, fans are, I think fans are quite easily swayed by what they see, what they read. Um, I think I said in the last programme actually before that he was recovering from an ACL when we bought him. So whether that's completely hampered and not been dealt with properly by Stoke, that could have, you know, we've, we've probably bought a, a 90% fit player and maybe he'll never be 100% fit. I don't know. Um, maybe he can't play games in and out. I, we, we just don't know a lot. Um, no. But he does seem to be able to jet off around the world to play for Australia every couple of months. So it's frustrating. But then so does Johnny Evans used to go and play for, you yeah. know... Absolutely. Ireland. I mean, uh, it's hard. I I don't get the best of guard thing. I think, and I think he's behaved quite badly as well. You know, he had an offer on the table and just point blank refused it. Um, I'm, well, I'm can not you blame him for refusing it because he, he wasn't being picked, and that's what I'm getting at with Vestergaard. And I'm not saying that he's the new John Terry or or whatever, but he's he's hardly played a game for us to really form an opinion on. You know, we were saying. Ianacho was absolutely rubbish because he was coming on and people were slating Ianacho. Oh, he's rubbish. He couldn't score in a you know hit a barn door from two foot, uh, and he was getting ten minutes here and ten minutes there. Um, probably he got actually probably got more time than than Vestergaard has. So what are we? You know, we have we have formed, I believe, this opinion on the fact that he, in one game against us, he let nine goals in. He didn't let nine goals in. There was 10 other players on the pitch. But because, I haven't yeah. that opinion on that, actually. In fact, one of my close colleagues is a Southampton fan and he was really sorry to see Vestergaard go, genuinely sorry to see him go. But I think yesterday summed him up perfectly. Positioning and pace 
and not what he's good at. And Huth was a bit similar in the sense that he, he had no pace, but he knew his restrictions and just catered accordingly and knew his and knew his boundaries. I think we spoke about this yesterday. So I don't I don't see Vestergaard doing that. I'd rather him play him as a bit of a sweeper, which I think he'd be more effective as because pace and positioning, we nearly got done twice in about five minutes yesterday, and that was solely on him. And I think he also Ooh. makes fast really nervous. That's just my interpretation of what, what I see. And I get he might train well and he might be a, a nice bloke and he might try hard and he might be better than Suter in the long term, but he can't be our long-term main solution if Cody's, because apparently Cody's in a boot. So Cody won't be back for weeks. I, I just, it worries me that that's, if Kov could finish yesterday, they'd have been three and it up before 60 minutes and we can't have that. No, but we're... Are, are we saying it literally is all down to, to Vestergaard? Or, you know, there are other defenders on the pitch. There's a goalkeeper on the pitch. Had we been three down? And yes, for those 15 minutes, we were absolutely under the cosh. And there were some mm. other moments as well. I mean, Brad, I, I mean, don't laugh. I mean, I, I've been watching Tedler. So I'm, I'm on the third season now. I've uh, I'd watched the first two a while ago. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Uh, in a way, you know, I actually sit there thinking, you know, it makes a bit of sense that does, but it isn't down to one player, is it? I mean, they they in the in the third series, they've got the fact that these star players came in, and it's obviously so based on Ibrahimovic. It is, you know, it's it's a joke. I don't know if you've seen it, Kate. You're nodding away. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, it's brilliant. That is Ibrahimovic, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah. I mean, uh, as soon as he goes, the team absolutely falls apart, and we know that that is not the case. Um, before we move on. Yes, I don't think he's the long term. He's got he's got a year left anyway. He's not signed a new contract. I'm sure he does want away because of the way he's been treated. Because you know he was he was pursued by a manager, rightly or wrongly, whatever we think about it. Um, you know, Brendan pursued him for a few years. Uh, some Southampton fans couldn't wait to see the back of him. Called him, you know, a, a sick note. Others, like you said, Kate, thought he was you know was a decent player. He was a Premier League defender for, for quite a few years. Has he been given the rub of the green, Brad? No, I don't I, I don't think he has. I don't think he's, you know, you could argue to use a court casing. He wasn't given a fair trial. I think I think um, the biggest problem is, is we already knew his restrictions before he kicked a ball for us. And we didn't see anything to do that. But and I can't believe I'm saying this, Chris. I can't believe I say to this. To come to Vestergaard's defence here... Making a note of the time here, Brad. Be careful what I you know, say. I know, I know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I'm going to make sure he gets his pen and paper ready to note this down, Kate, because I can't believe I'm saying this. But in Vestergaard's defence, he was the anchor role yesterday. He was the guy who, if in doubt, give it Vestergaard, because if in doubt, Hermison's behind him, he'll boot it, and if not, Vestergaard can spread a pass out. Okay. Sometimes, especially when Coventry played a through ball, Doyle or Faze were nowhere near Vestergaard. Now, you talk about Robert Hooth, Kate, and Johnny Evans and Wes Morgan, all them three fit into the same category for the same obvious reasons. They lacked pace, but they, they knew how to compensate for it. Now, I agree, Vestergaard doesn't quite know how to compensate it, but he's also probably still playing a role that, he's been asked to play a role for the next four or five weeks 
which is going to get filled eventually by Cody once he's out of his foot, out of his boot and, and fit again. So he's probably not allowed to play a way to compensate that because he's having to try and adapt to a slightly more pace. So what do you need from your other two centre-back pairings? Well, apparently you need one playing like he's a striker version of Matt Elliott in wild phase, and you need the other one close to him. Because I know he got a slight touch on that shot, which Hermerson tipped onto the, on, onto the bar. But if he was closer to Vestergaard, then that chance wouldn't have happened. And Doyle would have realised, Vestergaard's going to get beaten for pace, because funny enough, I played against this guy. So I know I played for this guy, so I know what he's capable of. I've got to get but I've got to anticipate it and get ahead of the game. If he's a better centre back, which I know he's young, so bite your tongue with him, take him a pinch of salt, but they can learn to, to handle it. You work as a team, there is no I in defence. You know, you defend as a unit. See, I made sure I checked the spelling before I said that as well. Yeah, I, was uh, do- I was doing that then as well. <laughs> yeah, there's no I in... Because de- I nearly said defensive, but that would have been wrong. There's no I in defence. So, you know, you have to work as a team. So as much as we could moan that Vestergaard is slow and he got beat to the ball, Doyle was about three yards off the pace. Thankfully, he's able to make it up because he's still young and a spring chicken. But he shouldn't have had to have had that. He shouldn't have got that shot away because one of them two should be mopping up Vestergaard's mistake in that situation. I've just got to interrupt because we have got uh, a bit of this. And this is serious breaking news. Uh, in Glasgow, major response and streets have been evacu- uh, evacuated after hazardous material found. But apparently they, they saw it was Brendan Rogers and sent him back to a something part, so it was all all right in the end. <laughs> but but, but that is actually, that, there is a problem in Glasgow. Now, you know what I say about Scottish football? I'm not impressed with Scottish football. And I'm not impressed with Scottish football writers. I'm going to read this bit about from the Daily Record, which was carrying the, uh, the Sutar story. Um, the Parkhead boss admitted, uh, that's obviously Belen, uh, that we'll have to bring in a replacement group for Golsar set when the Swede uh, set for a move to Celtic Vido. And it comes at a time when Sutar faces an uncertain Fox's future uh, with the new King Power Stadium Gaffo. Gaffer Enzo Marquesco admitting the 20 year old brother. Well, that's the wrong bit. Um, what was I going to read you? It's ever the professional. Suto was an unused substitute in their opening day English Championship win against second tier new boys Coventry City. Now, I'm sorry, Daily Record, if you are that unknowledgeable about. A division that is ten times well, our second division, which is ten times better than your top division. You don't even know who's new and who's not new. Then give it up, give it up. But sorry, that's just my rant. Yeah, it's not exactly like Coventry went under the radar last season. They were in a certain playoff final, so it's not like they could have avoided the fact that Coventry weren't new points to the division. Apparently, it goes. They miss those sorts of things in Scotland, you know. Okay, Enzo is saying be patient. Um, I'm guessing before... Uh, blah, 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 blah. 
Before Leicester City's late double to beat Coventry City, there were groans of frustration from the stands at the King Power Stadium at the speed the ball was being moved. Um, did you hear groans? No, I don't think I did. And I didn't feel like that myself either. I just I just really didn't want us to lose. <laughs> yes. Because just purely from a momentum and a confidence perspective, I think Coventry more than did enough to win the game. And I think maybe a draw in the end might have been a fair result because we played mm. so well in the first half hour. But I didn't really hear any groans or people getting frustrated. There, there, was, a time, there was a time when I noticed your favourite player... Mr. Vestergaard, and I'm guessing, I think it was Harry Winks, we're literally playing pass. Oh, was... yeah, they were. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know whether that's when they were going, but it was, and I was doing going to Vestergaard to Winks, back to Vestergaard to Winks, back to yeah, Vestergaard. It was that. almost like they were waiting, obviously, for somebody to become available, but. Yeah, I think we're going to see for a little while, the remnants of Brendan. Not that Harry was around when Brendan was here, but a lot no. of the team were and have that ethos. And I think that's probably what Enzo means. Like, we're not the finished article by any means. And hopefully when the squad's not the finished article yet either for this transfer window. So we have just got to be patient. I think everybody was, was aware of that yesterday. I think the only groans and comments that I was hearing was flipping set pieces. <laughs> I don't right. know if Enzo's brought a great guy with him that can help us with this, but flipping heck, it was it was painful to watch. I mean, Coventry fizzed some in. There were some of the best corners I've seen for a while come in. Mm. But it was that was really frustrating when we've got two Doyle and Vestergaard are pretty big units. Apparently Brad necessity supporters must understand, says Enzo, that quicker attacks are not always better attacks. Uh, new manager Endo has said uh, after groans of frustration arose in this first game. Yeah, I didn't hear too many murmurs. He went a bit quiet a little bit, and I think you could sense some nervousness. But like Kate said, the whole of Leicester, not just the players, uh, but the fans probably got to that point. When it got to about 70-odd minutes, that's probably when people started getting a bit fidgety and a bit be like, oh, come on, we need a goal because if we lose, how is it going to, you know, you know, just that, and, and in that moment, you're probably thinking, oh, God, if we do lose this the game, though, will it really affect them? Is this, you know, because we're all expecting Leicester to, to bounce back in, in one way or another, either via the playoffs or automatic. Whether whether we're trying to stay grounded or not, the, the most blue-tinted view on it is we want to get back to the Premier League mm. at the first attempt. Um, and I think maybe that, like you said, that stink of Brendan washed over us a little bit. We thought, oh God, but if we do lose this, what if Conference score again? Are we, are we going to see what we saw before the floodgates open and Leicester lose 2 or 3 nil? Um, but that wasn't the case. And, and it was almost I said to my friend who she was messaging me between the game and I said, we just need that goal. We just need our first goal. And then the fans can relax. The first occasions happen. And then we'll see what happens. And thankfully, Dewsbury Hall found another way to score and, and, we, and we won the game. And I think that helped a little bit because the, 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 the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the potential loom over when will Enzo get his first win is, is already done with. That's ticked off. You know, he's got that going. And it kind of already improves the atmosphere. I think it was just nerves. I think that's what it was. Well, it was 1-0 for so long. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That nerves of last season just flashed back. And I think Huddersfield away, there won't be that nerves. There won't be that impatience to, for Leicester to get back in the game. Um, I won't give anything away because I've written my prediction down for it. Um, not that it's going to do many favours, so don't copy my own work. That's all I'm saying. But um, I think we needed to get through this game. I think this is a big occasion for everybody involved, given what happened last season. And now we're at the other side, we can maybe relax a little bit as fans and, and, and really trust the process because we've seen... Oops. He's gone. Oh, he's back. Is he? My internet froze there. I don't know what happened. No, you're back. Yeah, we're, we're back. I don't know what yeah. happened. Um, Kate, um, do we want the clappers back? I don't use mine. I never use mine. Um, oh, are they back? They were back. Actually, they were being handed out as you went through the turnstiles if you wanted one. That makes sense, yes. Which I think it was a. It's a they nice did that a few times back in the. Yeah. So a little bit of a collector's item, I think, for some people as well. Um, and then we've got those honesty flags in the seats now, where you, there's flags every five or ten seats or whatever to wave at the beginning or if we score and stuff. So you're not allowed to take those with you. I mean, I love the tappers when I, when I was there for the um, the, the stadium. It does create an atmosphere. I mean, everybody's saying, oh, it was like, you know, the noise it used to be at Filbert Street. But, I mean, it's a lot of shit. I mean, we were at a different stadium. You know, why Why didn't everybody that was just in, in the, the singing section at Filbert Street sit together in the singing section at the King Power? They, you know, they chose where they wanted to sit. Um, I've got to be honest with you, it's a dance that easier to, to clap with the clappers. Um, Hang on, have I, hang on, don't, 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 no. This one you prepared earlier. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I, no, I, I was starting to note the time, Kate, just so we could see that moment where Chris kind of just went like that and fell off the <laughs> <laughs> um, But, I mean, I love the clappers. I think they do help. and uh, I, But I do think it's better that you're offered them. So then it's you. I have no particular joy in sat there clapping my hands together for, you know, 50-odd minutes, whatever you're doing during the game. Uh, but look, look at the game itself. Was the uh, result more important than the performance? Always is, isn't it? I don't know. Sometimes last season we were saying we just want the performance. I think the result was the most important thing yesterday just because we saw how it went last year when we lost 2 0, a lost 2 0 lead to Brentford. That set the tone, it really set the tone. You felt it. 
Um, mm. And I just think with, yeah, beat, especially because Coventry would have been upbeat, they'd have been well up for it. Um, playoff finalists last year, it was just really important. And then I, I think we did play well for big parts of the game. We played well. And then I'm glad we had the chance to regroup in the second half because that was a show of character. Here he is. Yeah, you knew that was coming. That's why I went off camera. Regroup, really. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I just I think they're brilliant. Um, we did play well. And that first half, I thought we, we, we were the better team overall. And then, of course, we went 1-0 down from a corner. Um, typical. And it was like, oh, we're back to where we were. All the you know all the best play chances not taking them and we go and lose you know uh, I, and I said to you didn't I grad at half time you know did uh, did Enzo open the drawer in the manager's office and find a book to call Brendan Rogers football tactics and think oh these look good I'm going to do that because that's what it was it was like watching Brendan Rogers team for that first fifty minutes. Um, not so much the first half. I think we were very creative well, in the space. Because- we, we, we played well under Brendan Rodgers very often for the first Well, yeah. Didn't yeah. score and then went and conceded. Uh, yeah, I suppose in that manner, yeah, you are right. I thought you'd spend the whole depression saga when we were like playing Newcastle at home and going 3-0 down in like four minutes. No, no. I was thinking more of that home performance. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, it did have that vibe to it. And the thing is, though, you, you have to understand that what were Coventry supposed to do? Were they supposed to go, oh, sorry, we've taken a lead. This is a new Leicester. We're supposed to let you keep going at us and, and getting in behind and attacking us and, and let you win this game. And no, they they, they kind of got this thing called um, confidence. So credit to Coventry. They, made, they got themselves in front and that then Mark Robbins then got to his player and went, right, we're in front. Now we're going to do this. We're going to make it frustrating. We're going to take the pace out of the game. We're going to flood the midfield. I want you to stop them passing around you and getting in behind. So you've got to give give a lot of credit to, to Mark Robinson and, 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 his, and, and his team yesterday because they stopped Leicester for about 10-15 minutes uh, getting back into the game. But unlike a certain clap and seal, Enzo actually had this mythical creature called a plan B and when he made his substitutions most notably for obvious reasons, Dennis Pratt, but also Kelechi Nacho, despite people being frustrated that he's not a Jamie Vardy-esque striker, I think he played a, a vital part in the change in tempo. You know, he moved Dewsbury Hall into that attacking format. And, and, and that's what I liked. The fact that, you know, under Brendan, it would have been a case of, you know, oh, we're running at a brick wall. What do we do now? Run faster at the brick wall and hope it cracks and it never worked. Whereas Enzo went, okay, Coventry are stopping us here. Okay, you, you and you, get on. You go here, you go here. That's what we're going to do. And the lads knew it. The lads knew it. It didn't take 20 minutes to get going. It, You know, they were instant at the races on, okay, he's changing plans because he's come off. I've gone here. I know that we know the changes. Let's go. And And in the end, it paid dividends. We won the game. So, yeah, it was just it was quite good. Uh, Brad made the point early, Kate, and it's a very good point. Um, we have got over that. that you know, we have, It's not like oh, we've gone three games, he's not won his first game yet. We've got that out the way. And, you know, we were playing a very good team, weren't we? We were playing like a team that was one kick away from being in the Premier League. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't think you can do the the competition any any disservice at all. I think it was a they were a good team and they were really up for it. I mean, I think it's been what thirteen years or something since the last M sixty nine derby. Um, and Enzo felt that as well. I, I I just think he didn't underestimate the competition. We they gave us a really good run for our money, and they could have won it. Um, and I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad they didn't. And I'm glad Enzo could turn it around. It was refreshing to see a plan B. I'd love to see somebody know what to do with Pratt and we may be seeing the the rumblings beginnings of it here really because he's a clearly he's clearly a good player he's a smart player he's got a football brain and but manager after manager has struggled to know where to put him on a permanent basis but maybe we've seen we're seeing some of that now because he's a bloody good player to to not use he is I mean I can remember years and years ago um and, and the manager not the football where I was working was talking to, to to all the staff and he was saying that you know he he noticed this little girl sat in the corner that was kept herself to herself you know nobody really sort of had much to do with her but she came in got on with the work and when the time came he actually made her up to be the manager of the department and he said she was probably one of the well probably the best or certainly one of the best managers he had had of that particular department is that the case with with Dennis Pratt, uh, Kate? That he's not had, he's been you know he's been overshadowed, if you like, by Yuri being in there, uh, Madison being in there. Uh, he was never he, again. You know, we're talking a bit like Kalechi, only played bit parts. Okay, he only came on you know, second time, but I think he's going to get more game time because of the way and the number of games we play this season. But is this now his time to shine? And if it is. Do you think he will stay? If he can get game time, I think he will stay. Um, and like any player-manager relationship, communication is key. I don't think Brendan was very astute at that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but Enzo seems to have, with quite limited time so far, got a lot of buy-in to his ethos and strategy. For him to have said last week that six players have now changed their minds about yeah. leading, Pratt is probably one of those. So it's like anything, any any work, any job that you do, if your communication between the manager and the staff is good, then everybody really stays happy. And I'm hoping that that's the case with, with Pratt now. I think if he gets game time, he will definitely say, because he seems to like it here, is it if you know, he'd have probably gone a while ago on loan somewhere again or, mm. you know, he'd have kicked and screamed a bit. So I'm hopeful that Endo's been very good at convincing people that things will change. Everyone gets a fair crack and you're a great player and we want to use you and you tell us as much as we mm. tell you how how you want to be used and where you think your strengths are. Brad, we know with Pratt, he turned down before and said... Um, I, I, I'm happy to stay. I want to stay and fight for my place. And then this, Bellend. you know, still didn't play him. So uh, he's obviously, if he, if he is one of the six, we all, every every fan wants him to stay, don't they? Do you think he could come into his own now? Yeah, I really think he can. Um, he's obviously got a killer cross on him. If that's what he's opening up, we didn't really get to showcase that because Brandon tried to shove him you know, into a position he clearly wasn't that comfortable in. Uh, I mean, he's got a couple of goals for us over his time in the limited chances he's had. And he's always one we've liked to have seen. I think in a weird way, he's one of them players that's benefited from this relegation. And, and that's because 
new manager, new division, uh, real chance to really showcase and express yourself. And he might well be one of the six that kind of went, well, okay, I bit my tongue. I listened to my wife. I listened to my agent, whichever one it was, telling them to just see it out and see what their new manager says. And if he still doesn't like you, then we'll look elsewhere. You know, whatever reasons they decided to kind of hold fire on demanding a move away, he, he could easily be one of them six because I wouldn't have blamed him if he'd have gone to Enzo going, look, I'm willing to hear you out, but if I'm not in your plans, can you please tell me? Because I, I, I've not had a great time here and I'm, I, I wanted to have a good time here. And clearly whatever Enzo said to him, and we've said this numerous times, haven't we, Chris? Whatever he said to them players has really worked. And you can see it. You saw it yesterday. I mean, I I know Leicester are doing something a little bit different. I don't know if you've noticed they put like they put the two minute highlights up, and then this morning they put uh, extended highlights. But I watched the way Mavadidi and that the players celebrated in and around him. I don't know you say don't read in celebrations, but they're pumped for the crowd. You saw Harry Winks was like a a kid in a Christmas, you know, in, in Toys R Us for those that remember Toys R Us, you know. Really, really pumping his fist up at the crowd, getting involved. So they all look happy to be here, and I think Pratt will really shine this season. He could be, he could be a player that you're looking for as uh, one of the players of the season. Yeah. And we don't want to know where you were hanging out just a couple of years ago, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah, we can't, uh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. It's just, it's just gone the watershed, Chris. They can all know now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're going to have to say goodbye to Kate. Um, she has to go and do some work, <coughs> so she says. Uh, Kate, you can follow Kate on Twitter, uh, or Exit it is now called. And I did just ask because I didn't know whether you wanted to give it out or not, Kate. But uh, just give a shout out as to where people can find you. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at KateBlakey40. Um, so give us a shout. It's, my name's Katie B on Twitter. Um, so yeah, give us a follow on there. Talking all things Leicester, and um, be good to chat with you. And she talks a lot of sense, just like us too. <laughs> Katie, enjoy whatever you're about to do. Thank you. And we will, uh, are you going to Burton? Yes, I'm going to Burton. Yeah, looking forward Brilliant. to it. Are you up for the before middle and yeah. well middle? Apparently, they've turned the. Um, uh, Alan was telling me that they turned the Wi-Fi off for the KP. Oh, they turn it off. Yeah, yeah. That, that that doesn't surprise me. I heard that last year. Yes, um, it's a bit I think naughty, it's isn't it? Betting. Mind you, last year I don't think they wanted you to do anything, did they? They were searching no, before no, you I was went using in. Using the Wi-Fi last year, maybe they were just to watch something else. But um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, brilliant. I'll send you the link as normal on Wednesday. Take care and um, look after yourself. Thanks for coming on. And you. See you guys. See you later, okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. I must. Add, I will add Katie's details to the descriptions below. You never. You never know these days who wants and who doesn't want their details given out. Um, we'll be back and talking more about Leicester because uh, that's what we're here for, and we'll be doing that straight after this. The Talksport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts, including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The Talksport Fan Network, unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. 
Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know what they thought on in Leatherhead when I played that on the radio the other morning. But uh, who cares? Who cares? Right, um, it's you and me. Um, it's the pull me push me brothers. James Justin um, reveals Leicester City transfer stance amid Manchester City claim. Now I don't think Manchester City are going to be coming in for James Justin, but uh, he has said he's happy and he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, it's great to hear. Uh, you know, you, you thought, I kind of thought it died out of football that players would just come up out of front and just tell it as it is. And mm. it's really refreshing to hear. I mean, you know, it would have been easy for him to have just gone, well, the team that you brought me from are in the Premiership, so I'm going to go back there. Or Man City going to offer me ridiculous wage. And I know that Leicester I probably won't want to uh, or can't match what you're going to offer me. So cheery bye, but he's come out and gone. No, up here, love it. So that's a great thing. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he like Pratt would be in the mention for maybe them, them six players that that, that have changed their mind. I'm pretty sure he had his mind made up. Mm. Um, and, it, and it's good, you know. It's good in a way because, you know, I know we've we've heard a lot of ex play, well, not ex, um, but there's still still a few current players, I should say players over the last few years saying about the family mentality and it feels like Justin got in there just at that point before you know Brendan darkened the, the corridors with his uh, abysmal managerial tactics so I feel like he's a part of that and he feels partly responsible even though he was injured and not able to do anything last season he wants to make amends for it so I'm glad to hear it yeah uh, Ant is in. Uh, do check him out, guys. Ant's Leicester fan channel. Um, it's a really good Leicester channel. Obviously not as good as this one, but it's really good. Uh, you probably are following him anyway because he's got twice as many subscribers as I have. But if you if you aren't, go over there and check him out and and show him your support. Um, do we know any idea who the? I mean, we've obviously said Justin. But I reckon Pratt could be one of those that's come out and the, the six that have, are going to give him a chance. Um, Vestergaard clearly might be one. Hmm. Um, trying to think of the six. Um, I mean, a goalkeeper in there, do you think? No, no, I still think we need to lose two of them. I don't understand why one hasn't gone already, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, maybe Inacho. Because he did come on, and and you know for what I said, um, for what I said about um, a certain Castagne not playing or starting or anything, and he's been linked with Juventus. Well, Kalechi's being linked with other clubs, but he's not gone. Um, I just saw Ant's comment there, possible, but I heard it was the Belgian manager. You know, I had an absolute blast yeah. about the Belgian manager and shouldn't be sticking his nose in players' business, pick them on form, not what division they're playing in. Championship versus the Belgian league. I know what I'm scouting my players from, I'm afraid. So he should have learned to bust his nose out of. Uh, possibly Oldidi and Samare. Um, yeah, Samare could be a good shout, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I think talk it's going to be players of that calibre. about um, people playing in green, though, Um He's a keeper or not? Or who are we going to be keeping and who are we not going to be keeping? Uh, I mean, I was surprised Solchart was on the subs bench. Um, 
but look, Hermanson, he's young. If he stays injury free, then uh, he's, he's our number one going forward. That's obvious. He's come in, he started the first game over Ward and Everson, who have been there a while. Both of them experienced, uh, both of them good enough for this level. Uh, neither of them even appearing on the subs bench makes you wonder. Uh, I would be quite happy for them both to go. I think you know, if, if Hermanson can stay injury-free and play... And let's be honest with you, you, we know goalkeepers, I know you're a member of the goalkeeper union, but they do the least work on the pitch and yet they seem to drink the most water on the pitch because um, they're always... They make a save and they've got to go and have a drink. Like, oh, that's, that's worn me out. I'm thirsty now. They go and get a drink. Unless you're Jordan Pickford, you're probably reading notes that you've stuck on the bottle. But you know what I mean? But, uh, so if he can keep him, you know, and plays most of the games. Stolchark, I think he, he he's up there as good as Ward and Everson, to be totally honest with you. And Ward and Everson, again, are the most, um, the ones that are going to bank us the most money if we do sell them. Yeah, they are. And look, the fact that Stoichek, uh, Stoichek was on the bench over both of them, that to me says a lot because we've got Burton uh, in the midweek on Wednesday now, maybe, maybe because he was a bit late arriving in terms of close to the you know, start of the season, Hermerson might still play against Burton. But if not, I think Stoichek is going to be our keeper. So, Iverson's a sellable asset. Now, he was alone at Preston. I don't know their goalkeeping situation, but they might have a soft spot to want to bring him back to the club. Um, you know, so I don't, you know, firstly, I think Iverson deserves to be a number one. Uh, that's, that's why I want him gone. It's nothing against him. I don't think he's not good enough to be our number one. Had we not brought in Hermerson and, and, and made that statement that he's going to be the number one by playing him as we did Sunday, I would have happily have had Iverson as our number one. Um, so sell him. I take I take that I take what you're saying there because I think out of the choices we had he was the obvious one. Yeah, I think he's the number one at a championship club. Yes, which ironically is what we are. But I, I exactly, think yeah. fact, what yeah. I mean is I don't think or possibly a lower end Premier League. You know, uh, maybe well, Luton or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean maybe had we stayed up. The thing is though. We would have still had to do a rebuild, Chris. So would we not have gone back? And I know we're talking hypotheticals here, but would we not have probably then been in a position where Leicester were back to being a lower league Premier League, a lower table Premier League side? You know, we might have had to have gone through seasons of finishing fourteenth, thirteenth. So maybe Iverson would have done. We don't know. That's that, that's hindsight, and and you know, being being source is not great to try and look through. But you know. It's all if hands and books and coconuts, I guess. But we might have seen Iverson keep his position. But um, it's very, it's very clear to me with the fact that Hermerson started without a preseason game under his belt. He's come in, had a few training sessions, gone straight in. Uh, I think Iverson sells um, because Danny Ward's going to ride out his contract. I think he's made that obvious. He's not kicked for force. He's not said he wants away. 
He's not really beating the chest going, no, I'm a number one goalkeeper. I'm not going to settle for second or third choice. Whereas Iverson's, before he was given the opportunity under Brendan, was already starting to pipe up, wasn't he, Chris? You know, he was already saying, well, if I'm not here, I want to be number one. So, either yeah. use me or I'm going. So, Terry says here, Iverson to Forest. I mean, they were linked with Casper, but I think they've actually bought another goalkeeper now. Arsenal's, Arsenal's third choice. Yeah. Uh, so, I can't see... I mean, well, you don't know with Forest. They probably need about five or six. Um, and how's your arse, by the way, mate? Um, not that I am, not that I am familiar with 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 Ant's arse, but uh, he did have a curry the other day, so I did play Ring of Fire for him. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of curries, but I always do find they're twice as hard on the way out as they are on the way in. Um, that's all. That's all I'm saying. That is all I am saying. Um, look, you're a fan of watching the training videos. Um, Enzo's grueling training sessions. Um, apparently, he's won the players over with grueling but phenomenal training sessions. Uh, well, mean, you, you weren't a fan of of, um, of Brendan's training sessions. Oh, the difference. Um, here's the difference for you, Passy McPassface. Right, uh, you could have copied and pasted. You could have copied and pasted everything. There was no need for the for the Leicester media's team to, oh excuse me, to have recorded every train. Uh, there was no need for the Leicester City media team last season to have gone out to the training ground every day and recorded uh, and recorded the training session because all you got from it was pass, pass, pass five yards, pass. Pass, stand over there and pass, pass, pass. That was the training session videos last year, right? They glitz and glammed it. They maybe got a player from a different angle, maybe wearing a different coloured bib one day, but the difference was minimal. Um, With Enzo, he's rotating drills. I have not, I have yet to see. Maybe that's, but maybe the media team's improved in what they're recording. I don't know, but I've yet to see at the same drill in, in the same video. It looks intense, but it's short bursts as well. That's the good thing about it. It's not, it's not having like thirty-minute sessions and the players are dead on their knees and collapsing and and, and pulling hamstrings and whatever. It's we're going to do this for five minutes and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. And this will work on this, and this will work on strengthening this, and this will help you with your stamina. You know, I mean, they're all benefiting different areas, and he's he's projecting it right, and he's also making it fun. He gets involved, Chris. He's sprinting around. He's like a pep of a prime days with his bald head and his and his stubbly beard, but he's mm. getting involved. He's making it. He's making it fun, but he's benefiting the players in every way and i think he's got them involved as well you know he he may have come in and got some ideas but he's found the best way to get it get it across to them and and, and make it so they enjoy it because the one thing you do chris and you know this with sales on a training day if you did the same training day every three months say you're when you were sales chris and your boss said right i want you to have one training day every three months and every three months you did the exact same thing yeah. Your staff wouldn't care, would they? After the first two, they'd go, "Oh, guess what? I'm going to read that script to you." And you, boring. Yeah. Give me. You want a new challenge, and I like what I'm seeing. I would actually, you know, 
Rotten Tomatoes, Brendan Rodgers would get a 1% and, 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 and Enzo the other end, or however Rotten Tomatoes works, whatever percentage is a good one, give to Enzo and a bad one to Brendan because they're complete contrast in videos. Yes, yeah. No, totally, totally um, ag agree. Right. Um, now then, I think coming up, that is the end of the topics that we were going to cover. Uh, so it's now down to let's or less to the question Q and A time. So it's just general questions that we're going to get asked now by um, by some of the cleverer people in the chat. Um, Ant says they also look a lot fitter as well. Fair play to him. Uh, James is asking here where does where does head think we'll finish and where does your heart say? Um, my heart says that Leicester will go and get a hundred. And whatever the maximum points is, we'll win all forty-six games, uh, and uh, we'll be the uh, we'll be challenging Pep Guardiola's Man City in no time for the league. Uh, and then um, my head says top four. My head says top four. Um, slightly tweaked a little bit, but in optimism because of the country result. But I thought the first five, six, seven games are going to still be hard to get through. So my head, which is probably the most sensible part of my brain sometimes, and my body sometimes, believe it or not, says top four. But my heart says we're going to freight the league. We're going to get over 100 points like we did the last time we won this thing. And it's going to be a piece of cake and uh, dilly ding, dilly dong round two for the Premier League. Um, I thought your arse was the best part of your brain, but never mind. Uh, for me... <laughs> well, um... <laughs> well, well. Come on, the door was open. You didn't expect me not to walk through it. Um, no, that's all true. For me, um, my heart says uh, second, and I, I would I would very easily take that. Um, one game doesn't going to make the whole season, and I think we saw it, it did take me back to the Brendan time when we had a very good opening 30 minutes, didn't take advantage and ended up losing, and that could have easily have happened. Uh Thankfully, we have got now got Enzo in, uh, and and he, he does actually like we said have a plan B. Um, my head is saying fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. To be honest with you, um, but my heart, my heart says two, and I'm trying to be sort well, of. If our if our hearts work together, we're already promoted, Chris. Get 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 the double decker bus on order. Get the champers <laughs> out there. They've still got it, I think. It's just in mothballs, you know. <laughs> um, John is saying, uh, "I'll go first with this one." Uh, do we need another forward, lads? For me, definitely. Um, Inacho made the difference when he came on but he wasn't in a forward role. The number of times that I saw he was actually outside the box crossing in, and I'm thinking, for fuck's sake, you should be in the box on the end of them. What is going on? Uh, Vardy, uh, it ties in with, with Ant's next question, so I don't want to say too much about Vardy. I don't think that the three strikers is going to be enough for this season when you've got Vardy, who is not going to be a 90-minute. I was surprised he started. I think he should have come off way before the 70th minute. I don't think he had any contribution at all. Now, whether that's the way that, it's, that the team is being played or whether he just has only got 50, 45, 50 minutes in the tank, I don't know. So it leaves us with two main strikers, uh, one that's being played out of position and one that's as fast as a whippet, 
but doesn't know where he's where he's heading for. Because nine times out of ten, he's got the finishing uh, prowess of um, uh, of uh, a pre- of um, Jeffrey Schlup. So for me, yes, we do need another striker, Brad. Um, I think so. Um, I think we do need one just for injury cover because I'm not sure what our youth uh, side is offering for like another Casey McAteer uh, mm. sort of thing because obviously he's been promoted and got stuck, played the, well practically the full game, didn't he? He came off, I think, at the end for Chowdhury. I could be wrong with that one, but he played you know practically the full game, if not. Mm. Um, so. I didn't see one of them options on the bench as a potential striker that could fill that void. The only reason I say it's injury cover is because I understand what you're saying, that Kelechi wasn't actually in a striker's role. But the whole dynamic of our shape changed, Chris. He had Winks one side of him. He had, you know, KDH the other side of him. He had uh, Mavrididi uh, on the left side. He had Casey McAteer on the right. He had Pratt even further on that right so we had five options you know split three to two uh depending on on, on country's defense to, to to go so it was almost like we were attacking as a force as as, as the single striker was being backed up by the four midfielders so i i don't think he was actually out of place i think that actually might be kel's role for, for under enzo that's how he wants to change it up he doesn't want a playing on the shoulder um, playing on the last shoulder striker at that point, that's when he wants 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 some driving and getting more involved in the attacks. And maybe, 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 maybe Burton. We need to give um, the other striker Dakar uh, the, the 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 Vardy role in that sense to see how he's going to go. Because um, I think he needs to play. He needs to be more involved this season. But I'd like to see it an in depth added to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I've got to be honest with you. Ask these same questions in January, and you'll get a load of different answers from us. You know, we are exactly. basing all this at the moment on one game. Uh, last question, then we're going to call it a day. If you can stop afterwards just for a quick chat, it will be quickie because I've just realized I've not done something for a Huddersfield fan. Um, is Vardy finished? No, no, he's not. Again, it was one game. It was one game, and if this had happened two seasons ago, no one would have batted an eyelid to the fact that Jamie Vardy didn't get involved because we gone, ah, well, he didn't get the service. Next week, he'll get the service. He'll smash in two. Um, like you said, it's one game. So, if we play Huddersfield, um, Cash and Mines back to the last time we played Huddersfield. I think we beat them 5-0 um, at Huddersfield. So, um, what, if he, what if he starts against Huddersfield and he, and he, bangs, in, he bangs in two? Is Jamie Vardy back to his best? Oh, of course he's not. Just because he doesn't score doesn't mean he's suddenly finished again. If he was finished, the amount of times that people have suggested his career was over, he wouldn't have won the Premier League. He wouldn't have won the Golden Boot. He wouldn't have won the FA Cup. He wouldn't have left Stockbridge for crying out loud. He wouldn't have made it to likes of like Halifax and teams like that. He wouldn't have got anywhere in his career. Every time people say that man's finished... And I've said it before, and I've learned from my own mistakes, funny enough. Right? What is he going to do? He goes and bangs in 15, 20 goals a season. So, to ask me in about eight, nine games if he's finished. I'm going to very strange territory here, and I'm not comfy doing this, 
But I'm I told you, don't go to Nottingham. It's not worth no. it. <laughs> well, it's almost as bad as going to Nottingham. I'm going into to Ant's world here, and I'm, I'm actually agreeing with Ant. Uh, he, he said it, it's not just one game, it was all last season as well. I think, yes, I think he's finished as a, as a striker. Does that mean that he's finished as a player? Look, he's got one season left, so he's going to be, is he 38 at the end of this season? So... The chances are that yes, he is finished. He, you know, unless he unless he's really going to drag his career out. And let's be honest with you, he doesn't have to work now for the rest of his life. Uh, so yes, I think I think in that way his career is over. His career yeah, as a okay. twenty goal a season striker is over. Uh, I don't think he is. He, he can play that role now. Uh, I think I think we need to get Dakar in. Uh, and give him the chance. And I don't mean 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. I mean dropping Vardy, putting Vardy in for the Burton game. I would not have started him, I've got to be honest with you, against uh, uh, Coventry. Uh, I love the guy to bits, you know that. But to be brutally honest with you, at times I forgot he was on the pitch. I really, oh. really did. He was. Uh, he, he offered nothing in that game, absolutely nothing. And I think... He's past the well. Let's put him on the pitch because he'll take two of their defenders out. No, because the the, the other teams know now that he's not the Vardy of old. You know, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we need to play when he's uh, <laughs> when Rebecca's um, legal fees come in. But yeah, I think as as that striker, his role I think is over. Yeah, so I know. I, I will. I will agree. Yeah, I will agree. In terms of priority number one strike, I agree with you. That is finished. That role is finished. But he still has a lot to offer, and I'm I, I agree with you as well. Switch the roles. Yeah. Um, Maybe I think that, back, you think more into sort of the link between midfield and a striker. Possibly, you could do that. You could kind of, you know, mould him into it. It's not like he hasn't had Brendan already trying to get up to him anyway, so he kind of knows the drill to do that. Mm. You, you could do that. And also, like you said, may, maybe there's a little bit of case of work to be done with Daka and Enzo wants to try and get us, you know, get get the Leicester fans in a more positive mindset first before he makes that transition of passing the torch to Daka. I think he wants the feel-good factor to be there. Daka to have some confidence, maybe plays against Burton, scores a couple, maybe a hat full, and maybe he plays against Huddersfield, gets a goal. So he gets a little bit of confidence and then that passing of the torch. Because I think, well, we've been saying this for two seasons now, Chris, haven't we? At some point, we've either got to pass the torch or find someone else to pass it to. Because if it's not, if we don't give the torch to Daka this season, and let's say Leicester do go straight back up, are we going to pass it to him in the Premiership? And to my mind, this is the we we you cannot hold on to players, and I think this happened with Michael. We're holding on to these players too long because oh my god, we won of the Premier League trophy with them one season. You know, it it was one season. Don't get me wrong; it was the best season of our lives. Of course, it was. But you can't pick players. If that was the case, we still have Danny Simpson playing for us. You know, we'd be wheeling yeah. Wes Morgan out, who, who at the end of his career, I just couldn't wait for him to go. He was more. It was more of a hindrance than anything. He was more likely to, uh, to, to to stick the ball in the back of his net than he was to actually do any defending. But they're being picked because they are from the Champion Premier League winning team. But, yeah, we've got to let these players go. And we have to accept, 
and I mean, I know what's he called? Uh, the guy that comes on and is um, absolutely sticks his head up Vardy's arse. You know, Vardy should be playing ninety minutes every week and he'd be getting a hat trick. You know the guy I mean? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think. Boris, I know you mean Boris, yeah, Boris. 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 Um, we have to sort of say at some point they are past it. They are finished. Yes, let's have them coming on as either super sub or let's put him into a different role, but. If Daku doesn't get, and we've seen it with Kelechi and Acho, getting those 10, 15 minutes was fucking useless. It was only when he was given yeah. a regular time because we had to, because Vardy was injured, we saw what a good player he was. So, anyway, yeah. that, that's another. I'm going to get off me off my soapbox. Just want to say one thing. Uh, what was that? Because you posted something on Twitter, and I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, you did tag me in it, and I wasn't quite sure that... I saw somebody, it was on the pitch side at, uh, at the King Power, and it was somebody in a Leicester top, but it wasn't a player, who was actually jumping up and down and showing some emotion. I could try to think whether... Again, well, well, I don't know what it was. I, I just have not, now, you know, to, to, to explain. Now, now Chris, I, I, I've got the glasses on. I haven't got a top hat or anything like that to do it. But I've got my notepad here. And I did some investigating and I got a few statements from people to clarify. And there is a there is an F Fox, a V Vixen, and a and a and a cousin Dennis, because I don't know his last name, I just put that down. And and, and a lot of other Leicester interpreters that are telling me that despite despite the skeptic reports that all managers sit and clap hands like seals, that in fact it wasn't a ball boy. It wasn't a fan that broke onto the pitch. It wasn't a substitute warming up. It was actually a Leicester City manager showing some emotion. No, 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 no. I'm not having that, mate. I'm sorry. I don't know. Scandalous, heavy reports, mate, are telling me other things that he reminds me of Martin O'Neill, someone said here. Apparently, that's the last time they saw. I, I asked the ground staff, I said, did you install a trampoline on the thing? They said, no, that was just him being excited. Read into it what you will, do your own investigation, Sherlock. But that is the, the only outcome I've come up with, mate. Everybody says it apparently it was a manager. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, look, you know, I have a lot of time for you. I do like you, but um <laughs> you serious? I can't believe it. No, no, no. I know, nor can I, nor can I. But apparently, apparently so, mate. Unless everybody else has got any inside information, that's that's all I can tell you, mate. It's a, it was the Leicester manager. <laughs> well, it was good to see, wasn't it, that we actually a manager that actually celebrates a scoring rather than going. Duh, 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 duh. Um, <laughs> well, sorry, Chris. How does he go again? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Come on, guys. Now, Saturday morning, go again, Chris. Go on. Come on. <laughs> oh, I realised when I was halfway through that, I cut it short because I'm thinking, no. Oh, no, I still know, mate. One, one hour, 27 minutes. I've got it. I'll have you. I'll have you. Okay. You do not have access to my Instagram anymore. <laughs> or TikTok. We'll be right back to say goodbye after Hello, this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. 
Come on, you foxes. Indeed. Brad, thank you so very much for coming on, mate. Uh, you're going to be back on this channel on Thursday, and I'll have a quick word with you about that afterwards. But where can people find you apart from on this channel? Well, they can find me, as my name says just below there. It says you can find me on the LT, LTID TV 2, the quiz channel, which is say. where... I know, easy for me to say, guys. That which is where we have a whole host of football quizzes. Uh, we're currently doing the million point drop at the moment. There's so many more coming. There's like uh, 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 like Price is Right. There's the Pyramid Game, which if you know Tenable, the game Play show. Your it's, FIFA it's card rights. Play your FIFA cards right. Uh, there's Who Am I? There's Room One Hundred One. A selection of ton old and new quizzes. So if you love a football quiz. It's just a general thing, so go over there and check us out and support us on that channel. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't know why you would, but if you do, it's at Full Time Focus. And yeah, that's the best way to probably know when I'm going live with them quizzes on that channel there. So yeah, that's where you that's where you can find me, guys. Brilliant. Brad, thank you so very much. I'll talk to you in a second. Take care and uh, enjoy Thursday. And good luck, fingers crossed, on Wednesday. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. good luck for Well, that. not for you, because obviously, but I mean, for Leicester, hopefully we'll... Uh... Yeah, bye. Yeah. It's just funny, because I have something going on Wednesday, so I thought you knew, you read my mind, but yeah. <laughs> See you then, mate. Cheers, buddy. Thanks to Brad. Thanks to Katie as well. Uh, links to everybody is in the chat below. Uh, also on YouTube. It is on the description below, I should say. Thank you so very much. We are going to be back on Wednesday. Uh, I think it's about five past seven just as the teams are announced before um, the kickoff for the Burton Albion game, which is actually on Sky TV. So we will be doing a watch along for that, um, which is very difficult to get watch alongs for Coca Cola because the uh, Cup, oh, Coca Cola Cup, showing my age there, Caribou Cup. Um, but uh, we will be able to do that. So it's a watch along on Wednesday. So uh, join us for that. Subscribe if you're new. Thanks to everybody that was in the chat. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, what, to everybody that's been listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you for lending me your ears. You can have it back now. Please do subscribe. Smash that like button. It really does help the channel. Click that notification bell so you never miss another show. And if you do uh, want to subscribe for one ninety nine, you become a member and you get to come on here as a guest and you get to... Um, also uh, be joining in the members only show soon i appreciate it i've been chris this has been ltid tv this is arnie good night thanks for watching these videos are tremendous you'd better like them too or i'll be back this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans that will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.